common WordPress mistakes that will kill your business on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SEM Rush. Started in 2008 with one mission, to make online competition fair and transparent with equal opportunities for all. To find out how SEM Rush can help you compete with the big boys, go to servenomaster.com backslash SEM Rush today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Over the past 10 years, I've built dozens of websites, and every single one of them I build on the WordPress platform. It's a free platform, and in fact, I was just working with one of my coaching clients, helping her to set up her first WordPress installation. Many large corporate websites that you visit are built on WordPress. It's a very common platform. It's one of the most common systems used on the internet right now. Many, many websites, millions of websites are built on this platform. And unbelievably, the software is free. It's really the backbone of many websites. Many new bloggers, new entrepreneurs online set up a WordPress site and immediately begin cutting corners. Unfortunately, the internet punishes you when you cut certain corners. One of the most common mistakes, and I'm gonna call this mistake zero because it's so basic, I can't even consider it one of my eight, is setting up your website on someone else's domain. If your website is somethingsomething.wordpress.com, you don't own your website. You will never make money. You are not a business. Whenever someone sends me a link to their website and it says .wordpress.com, .blogger.com, .typepad, whatever blogging platform you're using, I immediately know that you're not serious and that you will not make any money from the website. I know this because you're not allowed to make money from these websites. I know you're not serious because the cost of setting up your own website is about $2.14 a month. If you're not willing to invest $2 a month in your business, you don't have a business. I'm sorry to hurt some feelings. I'm sorry if that cuts to the quick and you feel like I'm a real jerk for saying that and that $2 is a big expense right now, but if you can't put $2 into your business, then you've got a real problem. Because you can put in all the work you want into a something.wordpress.com website, but you will never make money no matter how much work you put in because you're not allowed to. They're set up to make money for the WordPress site owner, not for you. So don't do that. On to number one, the first and most common mistake that people make with WordPress is it completely and totally ignoring SEO. Now, I get it. Search engine optimization dealing with SEO, it's annoying. It's technical, it's boring, it's not fun. It's very confusing. Google releases a new algorithm every three months. You can be perfect, do everything right, and then they change the rules all the time. It's like being in one of those movies where you're in prison and they force you to participate in some type of game or competition or race. And if you win enough races, they'll give you your freedom. And then as soon as you are about to do your last race, they change the rules on you. That's what it feels like to compete with Google and try to stay ahead of all the search engine rules and all of the little steps. And their search engine algorithm, it's over 180 different things they check. And it's always getting longer. The list is probably way more than 180 now. 
Before, you just had to really focus on how you do your links and internal linking. Then you had to silo your website, and then you had to learn how to deal with social signals. Now, it's a nightmare. I get that. It's a complete and total nightmare. So what I want to say is let's keep it simple. There are a few key things you can do to put on some SEO infrastructure. You don't have to become an expert. I put in very little effort into my SEO, just a few basic things. The first is installing a simple plugin that will handle SEO for you. I use the Yoast SEO plugin. There's a link on my toolbox page showing you exactly where you can grab it. It's a free plugin. It takes about five or 10 minutes to set up. They have some really great instructions. And then it automatically handles a lot of those SEO tasks that are necessary that the WordPress platform on itself doesn't do. Every time you write a blog post, it asks you what's the term, what's the most important keyword here, and you just write it in a little box. With each of your blog posts, you can simply type in the keyword that you're targeting, the term that you want to rank for, and the plugin will take care of the rest. It really helps you out. You don't have to spend ages on your SEO. You don't have to do a lot of the other things. But simply putting in five or 10 minutes of work setting up the plugin and then one extra minute or less on your blog post will make a huge difference. There are people who write hundreds of blog posts and wonder why they're not getting any traffic. And the reason is they've completely ignored SEO. The second big mistake, very common WordPress mistake, is having no backup system in place. They don't back up their website. And we're gonna do a special podcast episode all about how to back up your website. I use Updraft Plus, which automatically creates a backup. It sends it to my Amazon server once a week. What that means is that I always have a backup hosted on a different website. Common mistake is for people who even do create backups, then you create a backup on your own server. When you get hacked, they destroy your website and your backups because they're held in the same place. There are a couple of other options. Duplicator is a cool option too, but unfortunately Duplicator charges you for automatic backups and they charge you for connecting to S3. So it's much easier to use Updraft Plus. It's a free plugin. It takes about five minutes to set up or less and it will create backups and it will send backups to tons of different places. You can send them to Dropbox or Google Drive, however you want to store your backups. It has lots and lots of options. Your website will get hacked at some point in your career. It happens to everyone. Just recently there was a hackathon event where people decided to see how many websites they could take down and they took down. Twitter got attacked, Spotify got attacked, all these different websites. PayPal has been taken down in the past. If websites like those can get damaged, yours can certainly get damaged. I've had two or three websites hacked throughout my career. It happens. It's an inevitability. There's a constant war between website owners and people that like to hack websites. And I've had a website where someone broke in and I didn't even know it because I'm not as always checking all these security things and they put something in the website and they were just sending out hundreds of gigabytes of pornography from my website. I don't even understand how it was done. This is when I was at Bluehost. They didn't catch it until over 100 gigs were stored on their servers. It's one of the reasons in a previous episode I mentioned that I don't recommend them. How could you not catch such a massive infection? It was an old website that I'd done a test installation on, hadn't worked on in so long. This is one of the problems. Now, WordPress puts out updates all the time. There's almost an update every single week, and they're all security updates. They're constantly finding exploits, and then WordPress closes them. Hackers find exploits, then WordPress closes them. Eventually, you're going to be one of the people that just gets got. And when that happens, if you don't have a backup, you're going to be weeping, especially now that backup software is free. There used to be only a few backup solutions, and they were quite expensive. And in fact, now, the expensive ones that cost hundreds of dollars, most of them are garbage. There's a pretty expensive one that's $297 for a license, 
and their reviews are terrible. They make a backup and then when you try to reinstall it, it doesn't work. If you want to be a little more advanced, you should create a test installation and make sure your backups are actually working. You can test them in a sandbox on your own computer or other things. That's a little more advanced, but you do want to know that your backup's going to work when it's time to deploy it when your site gets attacked. Our third very common mistake is for people to install way too many plugins. We've all done it. There's all, there are so many cool plugins that do amazing and really cool things. Social media sharing plugins, popular post plugins, SEO plugins, security plugins. You can end up with 20, 30, or 50 plugins on your site. I'm constantly having to fight against putting more plugins on my site. Just to run this podcast requires three or four plugins. Then my backup setup is another plugin. Then I have my SEO plugin, then I have a social share plugin, I have a popular post plugin, and it adds up, but I have 12 or 14 active plugins on the site, and I, I'm always fighting to keep as the number of plugins minimized. It's one of the reasons that I love Thrive Themes, it's they have built in a lot of the features that other themes require you to do via plugin. If you have a website that's not mobile responsive, then you have to use a mobile responsive plugin. Plugins are often there to fill in the gap for a problem or a weakness in your theme or something that's missing. If you have more than a single page of plugins, if you have to click to page two in the little plugin section of WordPress, you've got a big problem. Always look for ways to slash the number of plugins you have. Each plugin you have takes time. It's a little piece of software. Every time someone visits your website, all those plugins get activated. So it slows down your website a lot. It takes up a lot of your bandwidth and it can cause a lot of problems. It's hard. I see some of these lists that say like the 36 plugins every blogger must have. What a nightmare. Whenever I see one of those lists, I know it's a website that I can't take seriously. Because how dare you recommend that to someone? 36 plugins will shut down almost every website. It'll slow them down and it'll kill the business of your blog. You can't have a blog that's so slow because it's loading all these plugins. Make sure you know why every plugin is on there. One of the things I've discovered, whenever I hire someone to work on one of my sites, someone from Fiverr, someone from Upwork, they always install these extra plugins. And it's so annoying. The reason that I have a separate membership site installation and a separate main website installation is because they each need a bunch of plugins. I have my membership site plugins, everything from security to locking the different sections, to some design customization plugins. All of those things, they take up a lot of room. And I don't want to have two sites merged because then I would have all of these plugins in the members area that don't need to be there. And all of these plugins in my main site that are only from the members area. I don't need a podcast plugin. I don't need all my podcast plugins in my members area because my members area doesn't host the podcast. So separating the two allows both installations to run a little bit faster. Our next mistake is bad permalinks. This doesn't happen as much as it used to. When you first install WordPress, especially a couple of years ago, it would automatically say your file structure would be like servermaster.com backslash P001, P002, and it would just number your pages. This is terrible for SEO and this is terrible for the customer experience, the visitor experience, because the visitor comes to your website and they can't find their way around because they, they try and type in the name of a post and instead it's just numbers. Then, People got a little more sophisticated, and I don't see this as often, but I did see someone doing this this morning, where it goes post date, then post name. So then, for example, this post might be servedmaster.com backslash 2016 backslash 10 backslash 21 backslash common WordPress mistakes. You don't want the date in your URL structure, in your link structure. It's bad for SEO, it's bad for the customer experience. When I see a post, 
and I can immediately see that it's two years old, I don't read it. Who wants to, who wants to read something that's no longer relevant? I was reading a bunch of posts comparing backup plugins this morning, preparing for a podcast episode that's going to come in a few days where I talk about how I chose my plugin and why I use Updraft Plus as opposed to Duplicator and some other things where I go into a lot of detail about how to back up your website. So I was looking at all the competition out there to see if there's something I don't know about, and one of the posts was from 2014. Why would I use a post that's two years out of date? So many pieces of software were great in 2014, they don't even exist anymore. Remove the date structure from your linking, from your URLs. Now another mistake that we people make, that we can make, and if you have a website that's been using the wrong link names for a long time, the wrong URL names for a long time, don't fall into this mistake, which is where you change a past URL later. Once you name your blog post, don't change it. If you're gonna change the structure and you're doing a massive site restructure where you're changing from like post numbers or dates and getting rid of that part, that's okay. And you could put in a plugin that will do an automatic redirect. There's like 301 and 304 redirects. There's plugins that will automatically send people that were going to the old link to the new link. You can do that once, and that's if you're doing a massive file name restructure. But if you're following the advice from a previous episode where I talked about giving really good names to your blog posts, you can change the name of the blog post, but then don't go in and change the link to the blog post. The old link is fine. When you start changing the links, it causes problems as far as your internal linking structure. It can cause problems as far as other websites that link to that blog post. Broken links are very unforgivable as far as Google's concerned as far as other search engines are concerned, it will hurt your rankings overall, it will hurt your business in the long term. So if you do change the name of a post, don't change the link itself. Very important because it damages your reputation, it damages your site, and it can undo all of the work you've done up to this point. Our sixth mistake, common mistake, is bad image sizes. I was working on an image yesterday that I wanted to upload to the members area and it kept timing out and I was like, what's going on? This is a tiny picture. And then I looked and it was over two megabytes in size. Now I know that's not a huge number, but when it comes to images, making someone download two megabytes just to see a tiny image is ridiculous. I have set up that once the image is uploaded, it automatically gets resized. So the problem was only in the upload process, but it reminded me of how important it is to resize your images. There's a really great plugin that will handle this for you called WP Smush, S-M-U-S-H. Great plugin. It will go through and resize all of your old images. So if you click on most of the images on my site and you say, show me the image URL, it will often say image name, and then it will say a size. It will say like, Servant Master logo 170 by 300, or Servant Master logo 200 by 360. Those different sizes, those different numbers, they're generated by my plugins by WP Smush or by Thrive Themes. I now, because I have Thrive Themes everywhere, I don't use WP Smush, but if you're not on Thrive Themes, then it's the free alternative. Thrive Themes does it automatically, but WP Smush does it as well. Either way, you have to set up one or the other to handle your image resizing. This way, someone who's visiting my website, if you're visiting the website from your mobile phone and you're on a 3G connection, you're on your cell phone connection, it will send you a lower resolution version of the image because your screen size is so much smaller you can't display those additional pixels anyways. You're sending your customers data that they will never see or use when you have images that are too big. This is something that kills a lot of websites. When you're using images, you take a picture with your camera, then you take a picture with your phone, then you have a picture you downloaded or bought from a stock photo website, and you have them on your website. They're all different sizes. Some websites out there will advise you to resize your images manually, to go into 
Photoshop or Affinity Photo. You know, I'm a big Affinity Photo guy. I've switched from Photoshop to Affinity Photo and I love it. But they will tell you to manually resize every image. And I've done a lot of that in the past. Sometimes I do resize an image for the upload when I go 2 megabytes is insane. I can resize this to a third the size easily. You don't need to do it manually, however. You just need to have one of these two plugins that takes care of everything. If you're on Thrive Themes, when you install the Thrive Theme, it will make you resize all the images immediately. It's the first alert you get. The second way to do it is free. WP Smush plugin. Now, until about two weeks ago, WP Smush was how I resized all my images. I went through and resized over 2,000 images, and when I installed Thrive Themes, he goes, we need to redo it according to the Thrive Themes rules, and I said, fine, resize my images. They went through over 3,000 images that WP Smush had already processed and saved me a total of 2.5 kilobytes. Like, <laughs> nothing. So I know from my testing that both processes are almost identical. There's a 0.001% difference in amount of compression. The seventh mistake people make is cheap hosting. It's very tempting to buy hosting that you see a commercial for on TV or that seems like a really great discount or it's too good to be true. It's really, 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 really hard to find honest reviews of hosting programs because every hosting company offers an affiliate program. 99% of the reviews that you read of hosting programs are lies. The only thing I can tell you is the two hosts that I use. I use a small orange for my small sites and I use WPX hosting for my sites that need to be fast. That's it. When you use cheap hosting or fall for one of these like tricks where people recommend all these different hosting programs and you can't tell which one's good and which one's not, and I've been down those roads before, I used a hosting program that other people really liked and they deleted all my websites because they said that I didn't make a payment and I said, isn't it supposed to be automatic payments? Why on earth would this happen? Why on earth wouldn't you call me or send me a bunch of emails? And they were blaming me and I said, look man, it's not that I don't have the money, it's that you guys didn't withdraw it. You're supposed to just take the money, you know, what's happening here? So that was my experience with a host, you know, that I was using. And that was a host actually people I knew recommended. It's tough to find the right hosting company because there are a lot of fly-by-night operations that are fake. For example, you can become a reseller with most hosting companies. This means they give you a certain amount of bandwidth, a certain amount of size, and you can create sub-users. You can do this with big names like HostGator. That's a big, well-known hosting company. So I could become a HostGator reseller. I then create my own website that makes it look like I'm a host. So you think you're hosting with a different company, but you're actually hosted HostGator on their computers in their server farm. This is one of the dangers of cheap hosting. And with cheap hosting, you're going to run into security problems, speed problems, hacking problems, tech support problems. They all stink. The reason I recommend the two hosts that I do is that if you contact tech support, you get a reply in under two or three minutes. Most of the time it's way quicker, but occasionally there's a high traffic time where you have to wait two or three minutes. And most of the time they know what they're talking about. With a, you know, with a small orange, I eventually ran into a problem that they didn't know how to fix. It was a little bit beyond. It was because Server Master got too big. Server Master is a very large, very commercial website. It has a lot of blog posts, has a complicated podcast, has a huge membership area. All of those pieces integrate are very important. And it was a little beyond what $2 a month hosting could handle. So I upgraded to WPX Hosting, which was called Traffic Planet at the time. But the great thing about WPX Hosting, it's actually not that expensive. It's $25 a month, but you get five domains. So if you have five websites, you're paying $5 a month per website. It's not crazy. Compared to a lot of the competition as far as premier hosting, it's not so bad. And that's just a higher level of tech support and a higher level of ability. But for most people, a small orange, 2 or $3 a month is all you need. It is cheap. But there's cheap hosting and then there's cheap hosting. The final mistake that people make on WordPress, and this is very common, is that the name for their admin profile is admin, A-D-M-I-N. When your username is admin, 
which is the default WordPress username that they give you if you don't choose your own, your website becomes very easily hackable. A brute force attack already has half of the access to your site. They have admin. Now they just need to try admin and multiple passwords. They try all these variations and eventually they'll break into your website. Please, please, if your username is admin, change it. It should always be something different and something that's not obvious. It's bad enough that people use terrible passwords and I don't even want to talk about passwords today, but please make sure your username on WordPress is not admin. If it is, go change it right now before you do anything else today. This is a critical mistake that leaves your site unbelievably vulnerable. And in fact, some of the really big hacks that happened where people hacked a million WordPress websites in a day happened because all of those websites had the same username. It's so easy. They should be hard to find, not easy. If you fix these eight common WordPress mistakes, your business will grow. You will get more traffic. Your website will run faster and you'll have a better experience for your customers. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now to find out how you can win a free copy of my brand new book.